we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. All right, greatest among you. Interesting lesson here. Jesus went and healed a lady on the Sabbath day. There's no law against healing a lady on the Sabbath day. They just tried to use a technicality of him working on the Sabbath when he healed. So there's no law about healing, but they wanted to consider the fact that he exerted some energy and some essence. He worked. They're just trying to find something on him, right? But of course, this is Jesus, and he's ice water. So y'all about to get told something bad about to happen to you. Because <laughs> but anyway, so he goes in the synagogue and he heals a lady on the Sabbath. And they just are, ooh, ooh, nobody's paying attention to the lady who is now healed, made whole, delivered, set free. She's been messed up for many, many years. Nobody cares. They all just are on Jesus. They threw the flag, the challenge flag down. I mean, Jesus is in trouble because he broke a rule and they wanted to get him for breaking a rule. And Jesus never broke a rule. And that's what I loved about him. He don't, there's no civil Christian disobedience with Jesus. He didn't have to break a rule. He just made them understand their own rules. And uh, so in this opportunity, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't break a rule. Luke 13 and 14 says, And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which a man ought to work. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> Dude, you're talking about Jesus, a law that God created. And you're going to run it, run, run, up, run up on Jesus with the law. That's just insane. I would have had more sense back then. I know I would have. I would not have been a Pharisee. <laughs> I just wouldn't have. I was like, y'all, this ain't making no sense. He healed her. Is, ain't nobody talking about that? Did anybody just see what happened? <laughs> Did anybody just see this? <laughs> there are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed. And not, no, in them therefore come and be healed. And not on the Sabbath day. So it's only six days where a man can work. I, this is, this, this, uh, uh, ruler, he sounded like he was seven day Adventist, don't he? <laughs> Six days, men ought to work. And it's so crazy because I mean, seven day Adventist, I'm like, did you drive to church? <laughs> did you pull out a key and open the door of the church? If a wino is laying on the porch of the church, aren't not you going to pick him up and move him? If a wild gorilla is biting up the pews of the church, is somebody not going to go in there and hunt him? Hunt him. He's going to get hunted. Did that work? Hunting? You got to leave him in there. Just keep playing shout music. <laughs> but six days, that's the only time you can come and get healed. Because we ain't nobody supposed to be working on the Sabbath day. And Jesus just worked. That's <laughs> oh, so crazy. Woo! The ruler of the synagogue was so caught up in the traditions of the church 
that he forgot the true purpose of the church. So caught up in the tradition of the church that he forgot the true purpose of the church. Yeah. Folks would come to church out of kid, say, I want to be saved. And they would come to church and get saved. And they say, okay, now, you know, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, say it faster, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, no, 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 you ain't quite there, it ain't quite coming, it ain't coming right, as oh, no, that's, you, you ain't yielded, you ain't yielded, you didn't, you, you ain't yielded, you didn't come, you just be in there, just, no, that ain't it, you're not yielding, no, you didn't speak in tongues, so, you know, that's all right, come back, come, come, come back, it's a revival, so come back tomorrow night, come back tomorrow night, I'll be like, what? Leave the church with no salvation. Come back. And better hope it was a revival. Because if, if it wasn't, you got to wait a whole week. You didn't get it. They so caught up in the tradition that they forgot the purpose of the church. If that person came and believed, they're saved. Matthew 15 and 3. But he answered and said unto them, why do you also transgress the commandments of God by your tradition? Certain people come to church each Sunday that would rather uphold church tradition than experience true freedom in Christ. They would rather come and be bound to some ignorant rules than to let go and let God. They fight God's liberty because it does not line up with the original intent of their belief. So let a woman come in here with some makeup. I'm not in here, but come in your old church with some makeup, some pants. And let her come up to get saved. First, they're going to have her wrapped in swaddling clothes by the time she get up there. Because there is some old perverse deacon. He go to all those kind of churches that they trying to cover her up for so he don't see them. He must be a member of all the churches. Because they keep burlap bags and curtains and old, <laughs> old carpet padding. Now they'll wrap you in anything. Have you itch at all service because you was fine. And some old deacon in there just can't handle it. He can't handle it. They trying to protect that deacon's eyes from you because your makeup and your pants and the way you look I mean but you wouldn't even stand out if the rest of the church wasn't the, 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 the Sahara Desert yeah you coming there with makeup on and everybody in there is dried up and cracking yeah she gonna stand out yeah the deacon ooh. <laughs> Finally, some water. Some the, the, the drought is over. My God, I'm coming back next week with binoculars. <laughs> Shoot, that's why they don't want to let you in there, Jack. They don't want you coming in there. My, me and my wife, boy, when I used to, you know, first started, I would speak at, you know, some of them kind of churches like that that believe that stuff and. My wife would walk in there, you know, and my wife's very conservative, you know, this, so she come in there, but, you know, she may have some earrings, lipstick, something, and walk off in there, and man, every eye, whoosh, you hear the head moving, whoosh, 
and I'm up trying to preach and they all looking at her. Oh, we can't receive nothing from you, brother. Look at this witch you done brought in here. You done brought Jezebel's daughter. After church, nobody speak to her. Nobody. They all just gather and just leave and nobody speak to her. They scared they're going to get beauty on them. Y'all all need to be embracing her and hugging her. All the men around her. Hey, how you doing, Sister Lewis? I'm trying to run interference. Okay, brother, that's enough. Dude, how many times you going to hug her? You going to hug that crust over there. I'm like, you trying to hug my wife. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Y'all know I'm telling the truth, too. Boy, they, I mean, they more concerned about that than what I'm going to come preach about. Your kids might get saved and you worried about somebody with some lipstick on. Oh, that's the paint. Paint, that's the devil's paint. <laughs> they crazy. I had this preacher one time. He, now he real crazy. Everybody know he crazy. He in there preaching one time. Oh, yeah, all week. Oh, yeah, the makeup. That's a Jesuit, the devil in the Jesuit. So his daughter walked in there with enough foundation. Her face looked like a pound cake. I mean, that girl foundation was so thick. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it just, I mean, so much foundation. So then he had to change his message. He, he got it to see. And see, see, God don't have a problem with the foundations and the earth tones. Because the earth tones are of the earth. It's earthly, earth, earthy, earthy. It's these paints, the paints, the reds, the blues. The red. I was sitting up there looking at him like, Negro, you, you just crazy. And anybody that's believing it is crazy too. I, I couldn't believe it because I'm like, this don't make any sense. How am I supposed to explain this to anybody? Somebody coming there to get saved, how are you going to explain that? Well, this right here and this, well, because. You see what I'm saying? The Bible says you're supposed to be able to give an answer to why you're doing that. And your answer needs to be biblical, not your personal preference. When you was young, you got beat up by a woman that had on a lot of paints. So now it's just, it, it's a sin. Your first wife used to wear that kind of stuff. So now it's a sin. I mean, you can't be doing that with the Bible. Can I preach in here? Man, it's got to be right. I mean, it's got to be all the way across the board. We got, I got, man, we got to be able to explain this and give an answer to every man. See, the reason why I, one of the things that inspired me to do this lesson was because of the whole Kim Davis thing, because I started getting in, uh, emails and stuff from these pastors from the Jesus only. And I was like, dude, why would you get on there and say she's Jesus only? She's Pentecostal outside. I said, because she is. Yeah, but why would you get on there and say it? I said, what? Well, I mean, you know, we, you know, we accept you. You came and preached for us. You came preach. Okay, I, that's because I thought you didn't believe that. So you do believe that Jesus only is the only way? Yeah, well, yeah. So, well, but I'm, I believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So what's going to happen to me? Well, see, I mean, well, you know. So, I mean, am I going to hell because I don't believe Jesus only? Well, no, no, brother, you a man of God. Okay. Well, then who? What? <laughs> so then why are y'all doing it? Mark 7 and 8. For laying aside, aside the commandment of God, 
Ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things like ye do. So you're laying aside the commandment of God and holding on to the traditions of men because the traditions of men is what's benefiting you. That's the only reason they do it. It benefits them. They hold to those traditions. They're in an organization they can move up in and feel better about themselves. So it's hard to be independent. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard out here. It is. It's hard. It's hard to just be independent and not have anybody give you stuff to boost you and help you along. That's hard. So they want to be associated with somebody that's going to give them a church, give them some members, give them a platform, give them this, give them that. Give them that. So they will just get quiet on some traditional things in order to fit in to that hierarchy or that structure because it's easier. It's an easier path. When men form doctrines based upon anger and resentment, now this is it. They become rules and regulations that prevent people from truly finding freedom. And it also keeps them from advancing God's purpose for the church. Mark 7 and 13, making the word of God of non-effect through your traditions, which ye have delivered and many such things. I mean, many such things do ye. Luke 13 and 15. And the Lord answered these, this leader of the synagogue who thought he was so intelligent. He answered him and said, Thou hypocrite. Now, Jesus was cold-blooded to even say that. This is the ruler of the synagogue. See, you a hypocrite. Yep, yep, that's what you are. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? So don't you loose your donkey or your ox and walk with him and lead them to water? Ain't that work? Did you just work? Did you just put in work? Did you just do some work? When we are inconsistent in our man-made doctrine and regulations, it makes us what? Hypocrites. Folks think a hypocrite is somebody that's, pre, you know, just, yeah, he, he's preaching on Sundays, but he's in the club on Saturday nights and all that. You know, yeah, yeah, that's the old school hypocrite. We'd always, that's when we would use, that's what the term was synonymous for, basically. But no, no, man. When you are inconsistent in these man-made doctrines and regulations, you're a hypocrite. That's what Jesus said. You're a hypocrite because you're trying to make me do something and you're not doing it. Yeah, we cannot regulate salvation or methods and formulas for receiving God because we do not know the true intent of men's hearts. Amen. So we can't wait for somebody to speak in tongues to believe something has happened to them and we don't know their heart. If we don't know their heart, how are we going to judge whether they got saved or not. Whether they leaving with something. Oh, you didn't get nothing, brother. Why? Because you didn't speak in tongues. How we know? How you know they didn't get nothing? You can't judge the heart. You can't judge the heart. You don't know. First Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. All the outward stuff. So I've, because I've refused him. All y'all looking at him and think he look good and he's fine and he's perfect for the job. I've refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh where? Holding on to traditions that carry no solid biblical basis makes the naysayers question the truth we profess. This is what Kim Davis was raised up for. She was raised up for this so that the truth we profess can be questioned. They're going to use her as a sacrifice. Yeah, because her doctrine that she believes is inconsistent 
inconsistent with our own behavior, and especially inconsistent with her meeting with the Pope. All that is just inconsistent. How can we make man-made doctrines more important than God's truth? Galatians 5 and 4. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. Some pastors and ministries hide their true convictions concerning man-made precepts and rules because it hinders their ability to be promoted in religious organizations and hierarchies. So they hide it. They hide their true convictions. Some of the stuff they don't even really believe, but they'll hide it so that they can be promoted. Even when truth is revealed, they deny it for the sake of their own elevation within their denomination. Colossians 2 and 8, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after who? Christ. Boy, this is good stuff. Luke 13 and 16. Jesus again. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, she's one of us, who Satan hath bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? 18 years? She's one of us? The devil bound her? I set her free from the devil. That's why he uses her. I set her free from the devil. And she was bound by the devil for 18 years. You mean to tell me she can't be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day, but you will go loose your donkey and your ox? Almost cuss right there. If I had said the wrong words, that, that wouldn't have went over well. <laughs> Couldn't use the Bible word. Donkey! <laughs> Loose your donkey! <laughs> For 18 years! And you worried about an animal? But this woman is one of us, and we can't lose her. Luke 13 and 17. And when he had said these things, my Jesus, this is my Jesus right here, y'all. All his adversaries were what? A shame <laughs> always meant that they was going to go plan to kill him. It's like we can't do nothing with Jesus. We can't do nothing with it. We can't do nothing with Oh, man. I, oh, that's my hero. When he said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced. So the adversaries were ashamed and the people was having church. <laughs> you know, that made them matter. They thought, hey, hey. Uh, 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 uh. It's like, man, we going to get rid of Jesus if it's the last thing we do. All the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done. By him. That tells me that he didn't stop with that woman. He's like, so you, you would go do this with the donkey and you can't, this woman can't be free. Excuse me. Just start healing everybody. <laughs> Y'all, I see the Bible differently than some people. I, I mean, this stuff just comes to life to me. I mean, I can just see it like now in our time. Just like if he was here. Wow. Man, I can't wait to be with him. Amen. Jesus basically stated that the rules and regulations of the synagogue interfered with this woman's deliverance. They would have rather obeyed the misinterpreted tradition of the law than allow this woman to be free. They would rather obey the 
misinterpreted tradition. Because it wasn't even a tradition. It was misinterpreted. But they'd rather obey that than allow this woman to be free. Matthew 23 and 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are in. What do you say when Jesus say you're not going in? My goodness, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how traditions of men can block the power of God. When we do not allow room for understanding and truth, we shut up the kingdom of God and prevent people from truly being free. Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, do what? Get an understanding. With all thy getting, get an understanding. When Kim Davis did her thing, I waited three, four days before I said anything. You know why, Elder Ted? Because I was getting an understanding. So before I put myself out there and then got to come back and say, well, you know, I, 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 I ain't striking that quick. Teton asked me, he said, man, you going to say something about Kim Davis? Nope, not yet. I got to get an understanding. Find out what this is. Find out what the law was. Find out what the oath is. Find out what she's about. Find out what she believes. Find out what that. I need, I need all the facts so that I can get a what? Understanding. understanding. Because if I put G. Craig and EX Ministries out there, it then needs to be understanding. So I'm not going to react emotionally. That's how folks get the regretting stuff and coming back. Well, you know, I just, yeah, yeah no, no. Look at somebody say, get an understanding. Get an understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get what? Wisdom. wisdom. And all while you get in the wisdom, make sure you get what? Mm, mm, mm. The leaders were ashamed of their motives, but instead of repenting, the Bible tells us that they begin to conspire about killing Jesus. This is because their reputations and self-proclaimed statuses were now in question. Can you imagine after Jesus made them ashamed and everybody started rejoicing, they lost some cool points with the people. Didn't they lose some cool points? They lose it. This kind of preaching I'm doing right now makes them lose cool points with the preachers. I mean, with the people, because the people start asking questions now. John 71, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk with them Jews because the Jews sought to what? Kill him. Summary! Many of us grew up in strict denominations. How many of you? Strict denominations. Amen. We were told women couldn't wear this or that. And men could not do this or that, or they would go to hell. And here's the crazy thing. You could use a whole gallon of cologne and would nobody say nothing. <laughs> Bring a whole swarm of waltz and bees in the church with you. <laughs> Why is all these honeybees in here? <laughs> Somebody is sweet. You could spray a whole, I mean the one with the big pump on the end. Skush, 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 skush. Can't wear no makeup, but you can come in there smelling like potpourri. I'm not going to say nothing. Is that not crazy? So you can comb your hair, but you can't get your hair done. I don't understand the difference. 
You can't get it done. Do. Do process. Amen. And I, you know, I'm a natural hair advocate. Y'all know me. But sometimes a perm is necessary. Amen. Sometimes it's necessary. Just try not to get it on your scalp. That's your hair. That's your, look at somebody and say, that's your hair. You think God cares about your hair? Really? You don't care about it that much. Why would God be caring about your hair? If God cared about your hair, then he, then some people would be on their way to hell. <laughs> because it just wasn't fair. If the coarseness of your hair represented your spirituality, there's some continents that are due. God don't care. Look at somebody say, he don't care about your hair. He don't care, man. Please. I tell people all the time, that's your body. Literally. I mean, drinking, smoking cigarettes, all that is not a hell issue. That's a health issue. Why do you smoke a cigarette is the question. Amen. See, I just got real. Somebody's ready to leave that, Jack. I don't know. Now, now, smoking is a sin. Drinking a Coke. If smoking is a sin, drinking a Coke is a sin. Because that Coke, you pour that on on a car battery and eat all the acid off. Turn your insides up. You got a slurp in your hand talking about it. Don't be smoking. A slurp. You might as well drink, die. Man, we got some crazy rules. Those are our rules. Bible tells you even with drinking alcohol, just don't drink too much. But drinking alcohol isn't a sin. That's your body. Just don't be drunk where you lose control of your body and sin. Amen. Same with birth control. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Ooh. He went there on a Sunday morning. He went there. He went there. Did he go there? He went there. Did I go there? I went there. Yeah, I went there. No birth control, no sin. How do people do that? Have 18 kids. Oh, no, I can't. It's all birth control. Well, you using contraceptive, well, you using the calendar. If you're using the calendar, that's birth control. you controlling birth. Then if you want to put something in your body, then yes, there's going to be side effects and all that's got to be considered. But it ain't no sin. That's your choice. One kid, 20 kids. That's your choice. Uh, but what about Judah? He spilled his sin. <laughs> that was his sister. Oh, crazy, man. People crazy. Dude, that's your body. If we're going to regulate what you put in your body and how you do your body, then there's some stuff you can't ever eat again. I don't want to see none of y'all at McDonald's ever again. If birth control is a sin, the Big Mac is too. Both got the same side effects. <laughs> so foolishness, man. But folks just, I mean, they're all in your bedroom and all in your bed. Preachers telling you which position is a sin. Then when you get out of these folks, see, I got a rule about that kind of stuff. If Jesus and Paul didn't say it, you don't say it. Shut up. Get out of these folks' house. Why are you in there anyway? What you thinking about? For you to get up in church and preach on that. What not to do and you can't do that. That's a sin. And when you do it, you... what you thinking about, man? You're the phone the whole sermon on that. 
You're a pervert. What did you watch before you prepared your sermon? And I've yet to hear a man do that without being pushed to do it by a woman. And I say that loud too. It's always Jezzy in folks' beds. That's Jezebel. Something she don't want to do. It's the rule now. So she used the male authority. But she don't understand she's putting thoughts on everybody's mind in the church. Especially her husband. Man, I preach this thing. Boy, I ain't scared. (laughs) I ain't scared! (laughs) Many of us were also taught specific methods in order for salvation to be merited. Even though it was a free gift from God, if it was not received by doing this or that, and if the evidence of it of its coming wasn't in accordance with tradition, then you didn't receive it and you would go to hell. So it's a free gift from God, but boy, it's hard to get that gift. What? Oh yeah, salvation. Oh yeah, it's free. Not that any man can boast. Okay, but then why can't I get it? If it's free, can I have some? Ain't that what free mean? Free I mean I can if this is free, I can just can I take it? Oh no, no, no. You gotta turn it back with somersault. It's got to be perfect. Why can't I have it if it's free? Man, I see people leave church, y'all, and it used to, literally, I was young, and it would just break my heart. They would all be up on the altar. Preacher would make them get up and say, okay, now y'all all go back to your seats. Y'all come back next, the, the next time. And I'd be like, man, this God is a trip. He don't want nobody to have it. I used to think that. He doesn't want anybody to be, he, it's hard. And then I start thinking he'd rather folks go to hell than come to get in heaven because it's easier to go to hell. These beliefs began to be questioned by non-believers in an effort to debunk Christianity altogether. So in order to protect the established kingdoms of men created by these denominational beliefs, man began to proof text scriptures and inconsistently try to hold to their man-made doctrines while validating other beliefs and faiths. So they would just take scriptures, random scriptures and try to chain them together and make the denomination make sense. That's proof texting. They can't read it in its entirety. They can't read the story of Jesus on the cross with the, with, with the, with, with the thief. They can't read that. No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. Well, he was on the cross. He didn't go get baptized. He didn't speak in tongues. He didn't do any of that. But Jesus just looked at him and, and, and one dude said, if you really Jesus, then let's get up out of here. And Jesus looked at him like, okay, you going to hell. And another one said, remember me. When you go into your kingdom, just remember me. I don't even have to go. Just remember me. Jesus is like, you're going with me. That quick. No tongues. He wasn't on the cross. <laughs> These actions meet many beliefs that were once black and white, now murky and vague. Instead of these beliefs being heaven or hell issues, they are now merely options and preferences that give them certain identities in the Christian community. So now, instead of saying that wearing the makeup and the pants when the women wear it is a sin, they don't say that no more. Well, that just means you, you holy. You're, you're in the holiness with one of us. We just like to be identified with holiness. Okay, so that means you better than the woman with makeup and pants? Well, whoo, y'all, I'm confused. Which one is it? And then usually at the church where all the women got to be dried up, they can't wear nothing that's going to flash, nothing, no, nothing, just dried all up. The men walking around, I call it the peacock syndrome. That's what I call it. You know, the peacock, like the female peacock look like a pigeon. 
She just whack. But the male peacock. <laughs> he the one with all the tail. Got all of it. Just so he, yeah. And that's how these churches are. Women just, I mean, they can't, they didn't, they're just all dried up, crusty and everything. Men got a ring on every finger. Gators with giant taps on them when they walk. Like a clock, 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 clock. Sound like Clydesdale's walking. Suits and cologne, four-piece suit. How you get four pieces in your suit? Pocket, chain, watch, clock, big giant cross, cemetery cross in your pocket. Dude, how did you fit that in there? Yeah. Got the black ice lining all on the mustache. Drew done drew his hairline all the way to <laughs> But the women can't wear no makeup. You got black ice, but the women can't wear no makeup. Is black ice a sin? Somebody tell me. It ought to be. You done painted your whole head on. Moved your eyes, you changed your chin. Dude. <laughs> this makes no sense. Either we are saved or we're not. Look at somebody say, either we're saved or we're not. Either these denominationals, denominationally based customs for salvation are crucial for going to heaven instead of hell, or they are simply unnecessary and that denomination should not exist. Either Sabbath worship is required by God for salvation or it doesn't matter. Yeah, because that's the first thing they tell you, the seven day event. Uh, yeah, yeah, brother, see, you, you, you know, you know, ministry, I'm doing good work. I'm doing a good work and everything. But, you know, uh, brother, uh, you, you, you know, this is just one thing. It's just that one thing, you know, that you, you need to move your Sunday worship on Saturday. I said, or oh, what? That's why I always say, or oh, what? Well, I mean, you, God requires and the, the Catholic Church created Sunday worship and, and they, you know, they, I said, I said, so if I have church on Sunday, we going to hell. Well, no, I'm not saying that. Then what are you saying? Why are we talking about it? Why, brother, because God, the, the devil put it on Sunday and sun God. and, just, and all this. Okay, so is it a heaven or hell issue, brother? Is it heaven or hell? That's what's important. Look at somebody say, that's what's important. Why are we talking about this if it's no change where we're going? We must reconcile these issues with the word of God. And make sure we are consistent in our belief if we plan to reach a skeptical society that questions our faith. He receives people into his kingdom that weren't baptized, didn't speak in tongues, or didn't even go to church. Their belief before they died got them into heaven. So we must separate what we want people to do and what God requires from us. There is nothing wrong with having preferences as far as our church cultures are concerned. However, we cannot make them God's preferences because God only deals in what? Absolutes. And all God requires from us is faith and trust in Him. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.